Okay, I'm here at Casual Connect in Seattle, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Milton Sung. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Zabu Studio. Uh, we are a new studio who just formed recently to do uh, social networking games with a twist. Okay, and can you talk about that twist much, or um, um, well, well, how are you going to use social networks to, to use games? Sure. Um, our mission statement is to bring your living room parlor game experience to the social network. Now, our theory is that the, uh, the board games like Monopoly or Pictionary that you play with your family is really the original social networking games. You know, you play with your friends and family. The, the relationship you had is meaningful in playing those games. Um, I think with the advent of uh, Facebook and social networks like that, the, we can now try to recreate that experience online. So uh, what we're trying to do is some, take those gaming experiences that you remember as a kid or, or an adult and take that uh, to the Facebook world. Now, those games you were playing in person kind of real time to an extent. I mean, it was, it was all around, it was, it was more almost, almost at the same time. So how are you going to reconcile that with um, the asynchronous design uh, that's prevalent on Facebook? Sure, yeah. So that's one of the biggest challenges when it comes to the mechanisms. Uh, most face-to-face -face games have this, you know, I go, you go synchronous uh, mechanism. Um, so one of our main tasks is to come up with innovative ways to break that. Um, so one example I can cite is there are now uh, asynchronous board games that's coming out. Uh, check out Galaxy Trucker uh, if you can. Uh, it's easily found on Board Game Geek. Uh, basically, it's a game that doesn't have turns. Uh, it's a game of buying and trading goods in the, with a spaceship milieu. So what you do is you have all these uh, sand egg timers in front of you and you can't do anything until your egg timer runs out and then so it's basically you're frantically flipping egg timers in front of you, uh, recharging your energy to put it in social networking terms and then uh, pushing pieces on the board. It's a, it's a real blast and it's something that we're saying hey we can try to steal some of these mechanisms for to, to make uh, you know our board games fun on Facebook. Um, another thing I want to point out is, um, have you seen the Family Feud game yes. on Facebook where they actually allow you to kind of quote play with your friends by just posting your results to right. the feed and then just having the other person come in, which kind of makes the other person feel like they're playing together. Yes. So I think uh, I love uh, Family Feud. I think that's uh, one of the first stab at uh, what we're trying to do. Um, I think there could be a even richer interaction. Uh, because right now, Family Feud, the, the only interaction is the at the end where you're trying to have your friend help you get that, that big money round, yeah. right? So, but during the game, you're not really uh, playing with with them. Yeah, exactly. So what about a world where... Um, uh, so I'm, I'm going to use uh, Pictionary as an example, right? Sure. So I'm imagining a game, let's call it Pictionary Blitz, yeah. right? You sign on, you... Let's say, you know, the, the day you sign on to the app, you get a little... You get a message saying, hey, now draw a cat on this canvas in 30 seconds, right? So you have to do it as fast as you can. It's going to look all weird and funny, right? Sure. And when it's done, it gets sent out to your friends, your actual friends on Facebook, right? Yeah. So when they log on to the app, they might, uh, they'll see an image that you drew and say, hey, Milton drew this, and in 15 seconds, type in uh, what this is, right? Yeah. So that would be something that is asynchronous, yet you're actually directly playing with your friends, yeah. right? And, you know, that's just an example of party games that could be adapted. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, that's something that we're trying to do, something like that. Yeah, and I think it's also interesting to point out that you're, even though they're asynchronous, you're attaching 
time constraints to each of the asynchronous aspects. Oh, so right. the blitz aspect, and then maybe even answering has a certain time limit too. Sure. Uh, well, in which the is which is kind of against what people would consider casual in the sense that <laughs> timing is, is shouldn't be important. But sure. I mean, I think one uh, one of the constraints, or what, if you remove the turn, is that uh, you know if you have to draw a cat given unlimited time, you will draw a perfect yeah. cat, right? Yeah. So it's, that's a great point. That, that's trying to remove that element. But, so uh, do you think this kind of blitz mechanic is going to be the key to getting these casual games to have kind of Farmville type of success? I mean, you look at Bejewel Blitz, right. um, and now Zuma Blitz is going to come out. Um, right. is, it, is it really, ironically, the time constraint mechanic that's going to keep people... <laughs> Well, in a sense, time constraint is one way to recreate the the, turn, the so-called turn mechanism. Yeah. Because once your time runs out, it's the equivalent of your turn runs yeah. out, right? So there are ways to... And it also doesn't put much pressure on the player in terms of having to make things look perfect. Right. You can explain away the stuff with time. Right. And the so one of the thing, the one of the fascinating things about the asynchronous play is that the you know we want asynchronous because you don't know when your friend's going to be online, right? Yeah. But if you actually have a unique gaming experience, the server actually knows a lot about you and your friend, right? Yeah. So what if, uh, let's say, let's go back to this Pictionary example, Pictionary Blitz. Let's say you and your friend are playing actually online at the same time. Yeah. The server knows that, right? So maybe the timer can get modified because, hey, Johnny's right there online. He can, he can answer that right now. And maybe you can actually give him a verbal clue, right? like the real game. Yeah. Right. So if the so we can have a game that's much richer. So if you're offline with your friend, it goes into an asynchronous uh, mechanism, like I described. If you're online at the same time, maybe you actually get into a head-to-head real online experience. Okay. Uh, without you even trying. Right. The most frustrating thing is that you try to wait for your friend to show up yeah, in a synchronous game room. But if the server does that for you as a added delight when they happen to be there, I think that would be a, a, a win. Yeah. Um, now, you've done games previous to social games before. Um, can you talk about the difference in terms of development style for these social games versus um, the previous types of games you've done? Um, I think for the social game today, it's a live service that's evolving constantly. So uh, in the old way of developing a lot of games, it's more of, okay, we have a game concept, we're going through pre-production, we're going through development that takes six months and then it gets released, right? Either released online or released on a, on a, on a box CD. But the, the world is very different now, right? It's a service, you push some changes out, um, you know, it might take you two days to do, you immediately get results, measurable results. And based on that result, you can tweak your game any way you want. So it's almost a constant reaction reaction cycle that's very short compared to the old, um, you know, sort of the, the, the nine month game project. So I see that as one of the biggest differences. And not just in time, but in how you have to think about requirements and implementation. And um, where do you see, do you feel that Facebook in the future is going to still be an important platform for games? Um, because in 2007, people were always talking about virtual worlds because that's when Club Penguin got sold and stuff like that. And so everyone is trying to rush to develop a virtual world, but then right at that time, that kind of black swan came out, which was the Facebook platform. Right. Do you feel there's another black swan out there, or or is it going to primarily be mobile and Facebook? I think it's uh, it, another platform could come out, and I think if you're a smart uh, game studio, you're going to try to be as Facebook independent as possible. Right. So you want to make sure you have a compelling offering that 
work with a social graph. Now, whether that social graph is Facebook or the new Google rumored uh, app, or the fact that the entire internet is going to become a social web, because there's some prediction of that. Right? If you can adapt to those uh, without too much uh, over reliance on one platform's specifics, I think that will be your uh, value add uh, in this space. Okay, great. Um, thank you very much for your time. And is there a a website yet um, where people can check out your games or anything like that? Not quite yet. We're still in stealth mode, but uh, as soon as we have something ready for the world to see, we will uh, announce it. Great. Thank you.